in prayer? Yes, sir. Thank you. We forget about him because he does things so good. That's right. Yeah. If the church is just, nobody ever tells anybody the church temperature was perfect today. Only when it was too hot or too cold. And he makes things flow so flawlessly uh, where everyone can hear and hear good. And we just kind of forget about him back there. Go ahead, Brother Mitchell. Heavenly Father, uh, you know each and every prayer request today. Those sick and uh, those uh, that have come out of the hospital ward, uh, feeling uh, uh, your healing power, Lord, yes. and uh, Lord, just be be with those that are still in the hospital. Yes, Lord. God. And uh, Heavenly Father, just uh, be with our service tonight, Lord, and, uh, that we'll uh, learn learn more about you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Let me see. Anyone have a request out this book or the red book? Put you on the spot. 
Let's look to 572, since I threw a new one out, we'll do a good old one. 572, we'll do the first and the last. Blessed assurance. And somewhere during that service, he touched me. I'll never forget that. I, I, lay, I went in so down and came out so up just because he touched me. Just that quickly, uh, he can touch us. And we're never too old. We've never been in this way for him not to touch us. That's right. 
Sometimes we needed to. You know, he was never afraid to touch people. Was the ones that had uh, leprosy, he touched them, mm -hmm. and everybody panics. But his touch, his touch. Let's sing the second verse. Appreciate you being here this morning and 
Uh, let's pray for those that are out today, and let's let's continue to pray for Brother Bo. And uh, I know he's concerned about himself, and, uh, and he, uh, he's been sitting at home a lot this past week because he's not able to work. And he said that just gives you a lot of time to think about it. So uh, let's pray that as he goes and meets with with the doctor Tuesday, that uh, they'll come up with a, a solution by the leadership of the Lord and they make the right decisions and he'll get better. And uh, all of them that are several that are sick and afflicted, let's, let's remember them in our prayers. And uh, let me say this, we've, uh, uh, Brother Kenneth mentioned the other day about uh, uh, desiring to have a Bible study uh, similar to what we do in Sunday school where, where uh, People can take part in it and, and comment and ask questions and such as that. And uh, we've been praying about it and talked to Brother Michael. And um, if the church would like to, on our Sunday nights, um, uh, on our on our uh, first and third Sunday nights, uh, that we we uh, find a book of the Bible that we want to study in, and uh, that we spend those services having a Bible study. And, and, and uh, each one we might take times about, different ones teaching. And if it's something that we, I realize that in a Bible study when you only had it uh, two nights out of the month, that sometimes you might think, well, it'd be too long a period of time before you got back in. But if it's something that we feel like we want to do, uh, we can talk about adding a Sunday night or adding a weeknight if the church would like to do that and, and have a, um, have a Bible study. I, I really enjoy our Sunday school and I feel like everybody here does and uh, we, 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 we learn and we uh, things that we never thought about the Lord reveals to us and, and uh, so I think a Bible study would be, uh, would be good but y'all be praying about that. We've got uh, uh, we've got a couple of Sundays before we have another Sunday night service. I think we've got a fifth Sunday in this in this month and uh, but be praying about that between now and then and I think Brother Chris mentioned and maybe on one of the Sunday nights we don't have service maybe having some singing practice and I think that would be a good thing if the church wants to do that uh, just uh, come and maybe like we do for our cantatas and just practice our songs a lot of these newer songs in here a lot of us are not as familiar with so it would probably do good to come and, and uh, on some Sunday nights and just practice those. So y'all be give you something to think about and, and uh, y'all be thinking about that and, and uh, I believe it would be helpful uh, to the church. Um, but this evening um, I have a few verses of scripture that I'd like to read in your hearing and, and uh, try to relay to you uh, uh, what God has showed me uh, in this. I don't feel like I'll be very long at all uh, and this is um, this is very familiar scripture about the parable of the fig tree, and um, uh, you've read on it and, and heard it read, I'm sure, many many times, and I have too. <coughs> but uh, Jesus here in the 13th chapter of St. Luke, if you want to turn in your Bible to 13th uh, chapter of St. Luke. Um, uh, we talked about this morning that Jesus spake in parables in order to um, give the hearers a better understanding of what he was uh, trying to get across to them. 
And, um, and, and, and this parable uh, has so much love in it when you think about it, uh, and, and compassion and patience uh, from the Lord. That's what he's all about today. Uh, if we would have got what we deserved uh, from him, uh, uh, we would have gotten death right off the bat. But uh, because he's a, a, a compassionate God and a loving God and a forgiving God, uh, uh, he gives us time. And, 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 and I'm thankful for the time that he's, that he's given me. Uh, I've heard people say that they came under conviction at a certain age and they didn't ask the Lord into their heart at that time, but, but God was merciful to them and, and, and allowed them some time uh, uh, if they come and repented of their sins. He doesn't have to do that. That's not a guarantee in the Word of God, uh, but He'll provide you uh, uh, time. But it's by His mercy and His compassion that He, that he does that. So uh, uh, Jesus here, uh, when he was, when he was uh, talking, he, he, he came to them with this parable. In the sixth verse of the 13th chapter, he said, He spake also this parable, that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came, and he sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. He said, cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? And, and, and this is the dresser of the vineyard speaking back to, to, to the, the, the owner of the vineyard. And he, asked, and he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after thou shalt cut it down. And... Uh, if you, if you look at this and the way that Jesus, I believe, wanted us to understand this and see this, that the, uh, uh, the owner of the vineyard being God and, and the intercessor here, the, the, the dresser of the vineyard uh, being Jesus Christ. And I want you to think about that just for a little bit. Now, uh, 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 when he came, and no doubt the Bible says for three years here, and I realize this is a parable, but he said for three years he, uh, the owner of this vineyard had come uh, seeking uh, fruit off of this uh, fig tree. And, and I'm sure he came year after year and, and, and found none. And on the, uh, after three years he came, and <coughs> the Bible uh, just teaches us that he came to the conclusion that uh, he wasn't going to get any fruit off of this off of this fig tree, and uh, and and his solution was to cut it down, and uh, they could use the ground for something more profitable uh, than this than this uh, unbearing uh, fig tree uh, was given here. Uh, but the Bible said that the dresser uh, uh, that he he said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, uh, till I shall dig about it. Uh, and done it. And, and the thought that I had this morning was, uh, this evening, uh, is a little bit of encouragement. And I want you to think about that just for a little while. And I want you to think about in your life uh, the time that's been given uh, to you and the time that's been given to me uh, to repent of our sins, to come to know the Lord and the free pardon of sin. I wasn't lost very long before I asked the Lord into my heart. I wish I could say the same thing about 
uh, my call to preach. I ran from that for many, many years. But uh, when I found myself lost and undone without God, uh, it wasn't very long uh, to I asked him to save my dying soul. Uh, uh, but I'm so glad today that uh, because of the intercession of Jesus, uh, him being the mediator and the intercessor for us, uh, that he prayed to the Father uh, to give us some time. And then uh, not only that, but he went and put some legs on his prayers and says, uh, not only am I going to ask uh, the Father to, uh, uh, to give it another chance or to give it some time, uh, but I'm going to go and I'm going uh, uh, to dig around that fallow ground and I'm going to break it up and I'm going to fertilize it and I'm going to do everything in my power uh, in order to get this fig tree uh, to bear some fruit. And, and uh, I think a lot of times when we, uh, we give up too early on something and we don't uh, go and take that extra step, maybe I call it putting legs on our prayers, taking that extra step and, uh, and doing that, that we might uh, see fruit from that. And, and uh, there's a lot of people today that, uh, uh, that all they lack in their life is just a little bit of encouragement from somebody today. And, and, uh, and I believe that encouragement may uh, uh, be in the, uh, uh, the presence or, or, or in the symbol of the fertilizer of the dung and of, of digging around about it. And I begin to think that uh, uh, back years ago when we first built our house, we took some old uh, uh, little old, uh, uh, peach trees from Dad to home place and, and they were just saplings that came up from the old peach tree down there. And I remember uh, they were little bitty, Brother Don, and we planted them in a row uh, there out there in the yard. I don't know, six, seven, eight of them. And we spaced them out and we planted them there and, and they began to grow and, and uh, uh, every year they put on more leaves and more branches and they bloom real pretty. Uh, but when it come time for bearing fruit, uh, they just didn't amount to much. It just, uh, when they would bear little old peaches, they'd be little hard peaches getting about that big around and they'd fall off on the ground. And uh, every time we went to mow, they was a hindrance because we was throwing them out with the mower there. And, and uh, uh, year after year, uh, these things bared leaves, but they never did uh, bear any fruit to amount to anything. And I remember uh, somebody telling me one time, and I knew this, cause, uh, but uh, somebody told me, said, peach trees, you just can't plant them out there and abandon them. You've got to show them a little love and care. you got to spray them. And I remember one time Japanese beetles getting all over them, and, and uh, uh, they said, you got to give them a little bit of care and show a little bit of care, and if you'll do that, uh, and you'll keep the insects off of them and uh, spray them and work around them and go in there and prune them. They said you even uh, go in there a lot of times and you pull some of the peaches off so that the other ones will uh, get larger. Well, we never did uh, seem to care enough about the preach trees or find enough time uh, to do that. So this, uh, a few weeks ago, we were out there working in the yard and Belinda told me, said, why don't you just, since you got the chainsaw out and you're trimming around, why don't you just cut them things down? And we did, we cut them uh, right down to the ground and we made us a brush pile uh, out there. But I said that to say this, I believe that if we'd have really cared enough for them and we'd have took the time, we probably could have gotten those peach trees uh, to have done a little something. But I'm saying, I said that to say this, a little bit of encouragement will go a long way uh, today. 
uh, uh, with helping folks to bring a fruit in their life. There's a lot of uh, folks today that God has given more time. There's lost people out of this a world today that uh, uh, God has given more time uh, today and he's extended mercy uh, to them and all they need uh, in their life is just a little bit of tilling around and a, a little bit of fertilizer thrown around them and they'll, I, I, I believe it's up to them then to bear fruit. The dresser of the uh, of the vineyard here, uh, he told the owner of the vineyard, said, let us do this. And and uh, the, uh, in this parable, it doesn't tell whether it bared fruit or whether it didn't. It ends there uh, with him saying, uh, if it bears fruit, well. And if it doesn't, give it another year. If it doesn't, I will cut it down. I, I, but I'm here today to tell you, I appreciate uh, the encouragement uh, that I've had in my life. I, I to try to be a better fruit bearer today. And I believe as we read this scripture and we look and, and, and we think about uh, how that the compassion of Jesus Christ and even on the cross when he was dying uh, on the cross there and, and no doubt there were several there that saw him as he hung uh, there on the cross and he said, Father, I forgive them for they know I'm not what they do. He was showing compassion and love even to those how they crucified him, and I can't help but think uh, uh, when he said that that there was some looking at him that were involved in having him crucified uh, that thought to themselves, uh, "What kind of love and compassion uh, can this man have? How uh, that why he's dying? Uh, he asked forgiveness today. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what he was doing. How uh, was he was tilling around that fallow ground?" Uh, he was fertilizing, and I believe that through that, I know a certain centurion over there that was watching from a distance, and the Bible said it got dark, and the earth began to shake. I believe that the Lord had some influence on that man when he said, surely this was the Son of God. I'm going to tell you someday, you and I, how to be of encouragement how to somebody if we'll take the time amen to do a little bit of telling to offer a little bit of fertilizer give them a chance and then it's up to them not everybody how that the Lord tilled around and dumbed around I came to know him in the free pardon of sin but I tell you there was some that did and every time a soul gets saved brother God I believe the angels in heaven, how they begin to rejoice over that. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. Just a little bit of encouragement. We go through and we read in God's word time and time again. And you can go back to the prophets in the Old Testament and the encouragement uh, that they gave to those that were down and out, those that were in a, a dire situation. I remember one time Elijah uh, came across a widow woman there. And the Bible said... Uh, that she was down to just a handful of meal in a barrel and a cruise of oil. And uh, this is a really sad story when you read it from the, at the beginning. And the Bible said that uh, Elijah come up there and he asked if she'd go uh, bring him a little cake. He was hungry. And, and uh, 
Uh, first, he asked for some water, and while she was going to get the water, he asked for a little cake, and, and she explained to him, uh, she said, we're down to a handful of meal uh, and a cruise of oil, and said, so what I'm doing is going out here and getting some sticks, uh, uh, that we can cook this, uh, and me and my son, Kenny, she figured it was going to be their last meal, uh, and me and my son, uh, I can eat this, and then we're going to die, uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you something, uh, Elijah, the man of God had some encouragement for this woman, and God's got encouragement for you and I today. And he told her, he said, go and make me a little cake and bring it to me. And she had to step out on faith and lay when she did that. She thought, Lord, if I do this, I ain't going to have enough for me and my son to eat before we die. But she went and did what the man of God said and brought it to him. And the Bible teaches us how that the barrel of oil I am the barrel with a handful of meal and the cruise of oil that it didn't fail and it sustained them uh, during a drought, amen, and it kept them going until we had some rain, amen. Uh, it had to be encouraging right. when the man of God came and, then, and she had to step out on faith. And I thought about that uh, today. It took faith on her part uh, to do that. And it'll take faith on our part today. Anytime we get a blessing from God or a miracle from God, it'll take faith on our part. When we go around some old lost sinner, amen, that we love today, we all of us got ten folks and acquaintances that don't know God and the free pardon of sin. Uh, and when we go up there and we take that extra step, we start putting, we've been praying, Lord, we pray that you'd save them, Lord. We pray that you'd save them. There's one thing we can be sure of, it's God's desire that none should perish, but all come to repentance. Uh, so one thing you can be sure of is God wants to save them. You don't have to beg him to want to do that. He wants to save them today. Uh, but we ask God uh, to extend mercy to them. Uh, give them a little more time, Lord. Uh, I believe that the church today, uh, uh, by praying and asking God for mercy uh, and for time, amen, uh, I believe it's the church that holds this thing together, and I believe God hears the prayers of the church so that mine and your lost loved ones might have a chance to come to know him and the free pardon of sin, amen. And then when we go out there and we till around it and we fertilize it, we do what we can do, then it's up to them as to what they're going to do with it. And every once in a while, you'll see somebody come to repentance. Yes. Amen. I've heard people testify they got saved and they'd mention a certain person and they'd say, I'm so glad. And I'm so thankful that so-and-so came by my house that day uh, and let me know that they loved me and they cared. And what were they doing? They were bringing a killer over there and just plowing up that pile of ground and me showing love and compassion and fertilizing. Amen. And then uh, I've heard them testify of that. And then they said, I've come to know Jesus. Amen. Because somebody cared enough uh, to come over here and let me know that they loved me and wanted to. I see me saved today. So as we look at this parable of the fig tree and we see that uh, uh, God 
uh, looked down. We, we studied in the Word of God there today uh, in our Sunday school class where uh, he looked down and he saw the earth in the days of Noah and that wickedness was abroad everywhere and he couldn't find righteousness. No, not one except for Noah, a man that feared God today. And, and, uh, and because of that remnant, Amen. God had compassion on him today. Amen. And I believe that if those, while Noah was building the ark, I believe that Noah, I was telling them what God was going to do, that he was going to send a flood, and he was building this ark according to the specifications that God gave. And I believe that Noah was begging for those folks to repent of their sins. Amen. And today, we realize that the Lord's I'm not going to flood this earth anymore. He put a rainbow in the sky as a token, as a promise that he did not destroy the earth by water anymore. But with fire and brimstone that he's going to send down and burn the earth up and even the elements of the earth. And the church preaches that and teaches that today. Amen. And no matter how many believe it and no matter how many don't, it's our job to give the encouragement to them that they need to be saved today. Amen. 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 And that's what he did. Amen. I remember the woman, Samaritan woman, when Jesus met her over there at the well. And, uh, and he made such a difference in her life. She had no plans of going to church, had no plans of meeting Jesus at that time. But uh, there she met him at the well. And her life was forever changed there because of the conversation that she had with Jesus. And, uh, I, and the, the, the part that thrills me most about that uh, passage of scripture is uh, when she leaves there and she leaves her water pots laying there at the well and she goes back to her people over there and uh, she didn't just say boy I came in contact with a man that made a difference in my life or I came in contact with a man that told me all things that ever I did but she said come see a man I'm going to tell you, she was encouraging them today. I believe today that if we really get Jesus boiling up uh, in our heart, we really get excited about the Lord, we can't help, Brother Roger, but want to tell somebody else about it and for them to feel what we feel uh, down inside. I'm afraid uh, too many times uh, if I get down in the mully grubs uh, or just get satisfied with where I'm at uh, and my light don't shine out like it ought to, uh, a lot of times it's hard to reach anybody because uh, if they say if he's got uh, what I've got uh, or, or if he's got that and it's not doing him any more good than that, then I don't want it. But I'm going to tell you today how we can be encouraging to others. How when we let them see the light in our life, let them see Jesus in our life. And Amen. And begin to till around that and to dung it. Amen. I got some tomatoes out there in the garden. And uh, boy, I tell you, you learn a lot from God about when you look at nature and vegetation and vegetables and fruits and different things. And uh, I planted some tomatoes there the other day and we hadn't had much rain and, and, uh, and uh, the ground was kind of plotted when I, when I planted them. And uh, they didn't look too bad, but they didn't look, I wasn't thrilled about them either. They, uh, they were just kind of sitting there dormant. And, uh, and I got up there and I, and, uh, I tilled right up to them, right up close to them. And I broke up that dirt around it. 
And then that evening as the sun was going down after the hot of the day, I went out there and I put some water on them and uh, put a little uh, Epsom salt around them. And uh, I kid you not, the next day it was a total difference in what the tomatoes looked like. They were bright green. They looked like they were just reaching for the sun just for a little effort that I took to try to help them out today. And you and I can be that encouragement somebody today if we'll do that. Amen. There's a lot of folks today that, and, and you know, uh, uh, in this parable, he could have just prayed to the owner of the vineyard, to God, and said, please extend mercy and let it sit for another year and let's see if it bears some fruit. But he went a little further than that. He said, no, I'm not going to ask, but I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to go out there and see if I can make a difference in that fig tree today. I'm going to tell you something. We've had visitors here at church. We've been praying that God would send folks to come this way. But I believe some folks in the church have put some legs on their prayers. I do. I really do. And uh, I believe that Brother Don, we make them phone calls or maybe just a little busy. Amen. Just go by there for a little bit, catch them outside maybe. Go by there and say, just wanted to tell you we appreciate you coming to church and we want to see you come back. Chances are the next Sunday you'll see them again in church. Somebody said, preacher, are you begging them to come? No, I'm just going tilling around it just a little bit, trying to fertilize it just a little, trying to give just a little bit of encouragement today. And if we'll do that, We'll see the fruits of it. I'm glad that God was patient with me. I'm glad that when I get backslidden, that somehow or another I don't deserve it, but he shows patience to me. I'm glad that over here at the church, Brother Chris, and I'm glad that we don't get up here and sing a song or two, an old down and out song or two, and, and just say, okay, here, preacher, it's yours. Do with it what you can. Uh, but I'm glad today that I believe that our song leaders, amen, I believe they ask God to help them and lead the singing and show them the songs uh, uh, that we need to sing, amen. Uh, and when we'll do that, uh, uh, God will show you. Uh, and the songs that are directed uh, will go along with the service, amen. Uh, uh, the songs will go along and uh, they'll touch somebody out in the congregation uh, and they'll make a difference. Uh, and then when the singing's up uh, and it's good uh, and folks are testifying uh, and folks are telling about what God uh, done for, you know what they're doing? They're tilling around that service uh, and they're fertilizing it, amen. Uh, and if the man of God gets behind the book board uh, and he's struggles and ain't got nothing to preach, it ain't because the church didn't prepare it for him. Amen. Amen. I'm glad today of the encouragement. That's our job is to get out in the highways and the byways. The Bible said that, uh, that a man prepared a great supper and he invited those to come in. This was an example of the Jews, God's chosen people. He invited them to come to that supper. And one by one, they gave excuse why they couldn't be there. One bought them a piece of ground, amen. One bought some cows, five yoke of oxen, I believe it was.
And that very last one, who's my favorite, he said, I married a wife, and I can't get on. And, uh, and uh, so he told, he told them, said, go out in the hedges and the highways. He said, find the maimed and the lame, amen, and invite them to come, amen. And the Bible said they done that, and they come to the Lord, the Master, and they said, uh, we brought them in, but there's still room. And he told them to go out, whosoever will today. I'm going to tell you what, that's compassion and that's love today, amen. amen. And that's encouragement. I'm glad today that I've been invited to a supper that I didn't deserve to be at. Amen. To sit with royalty. Amen. You think about my fitness chef over there. Crippled. <laughs> Amen. But David saw fit to have him brought in over there because of a covenant that was made with Jonathan. Brought him in over there. He got to sit and dine at the king's table today. What a privilege it is for you and I to be able to sit and dine with royalty today. I'm not talking about the king of England. I'm talking about with Jesus Christ today. With God. That's a blessing to be able to do that. Just a little bit of encouragement is what we need in our land today. I tell you, the world's full of discouragement. You can look around, and if you won't be discouraged, all you have to do is go turn on the news or turn on any kind of uh, media today, and it won't take you very long to get discouraged. It'll break your heart. But I'm glad today there's good news with God today. I'm glad that there's a remnant. Amen. Just as there was in the days of Noah. And we look around today and we say, we say, Lord, preacher, we're outnumbered today. How by those of the world. The Bible lets us know that. And that says the way uh, is straight and narrow. And it's a broad way that leads to destruction. And the Bible said many there be go in. So uh, the world today is going with the broad way, but it's our job to try to encourage. There's still room at the cross, amen. amen. Uh, for those that'll come, I believe it's God's will that they come and repent and come to know him as their savior. And it's our job to get out there and to encourage them. Amen. Boy, I'm glad today of what a little bit of pruning, a little bit of fertilizing, and a little bit of tilling around will do in our life today. I'll say this in closing. Brother Billy Clark, he's a deacon over there at Boswell Creek. And uh, he's got about five blueberry bushes. Don't have a whole bunch of them. He's got about five. And goodness gracious, every year those things produce enough blueberries that he's just giving them to everybody in the church. But it's uh, and uh, and uh, I went over to his house one time, and he was showing me those blueberries. And I said, how in the world, out of these five uh, blueberry bushes, and they were right smart, big, and he, I said, how in the world do you get that many blueberries off of these four or five bushes out here? And he said, well, I take care of them. And he said, I, I spray them. And uh, he said he talked about a certain fertilizer, lime or something, I don't know, that he put around them there. And he said, I take care of them. And he said, every year, they never fail to bear blueberries. He said, if we get in the drought time, said, I'll put an old soaker hose around them there and make sure uh, that they get some water. Uh, 
here in the drought. I'm going to tell you today, you and I can encourage those today. Our acquaintances and our loved ones that are lost and undone. A lot of times we'll say, well, we prayed for them. We prayed till we're blue in the face. And it don't seem like it's doing any good. Have you ever thought about just stepping out on faith? Amen. Letting them know you love them. Amen. Letting them know that hell is real today. Boy, that's not pleasant to talk about, preacher. Boy, I got somebody out the phone real quick the other day. Amen. And because uh, uh, they were talking about at so-and-so's funeral, and I never know this man had come to know the Lord and free pardon sin. Fruits he ever bared, I uh, didn't bear that. And uh, they said, I'm glad we'll see him again one day. Amen. And I said, you know, there is a hell, and it's real today. Those that don't know God will go there. And boy, that shortened that conversation real quick. And I'm going to tell you, that's part of tilling up that fallow ground, breaking up that fallow ground, letting folks know that if they don't find Jesus in the free part of sin, it's not just not going to heaven, but it's been an eternity in a place that they weren't intended to go. I believe today that if you and I could look and open up hell, I wouldn't want to. But if you could open it up and look down there, and you could see, the Bible said on Judgment Day that, uh, I believe it said that hell will give up its dead and they'll be cast into the lake of fire. I don't understand everything about that, from one torment to the other. And, uh, but if we could look down there, and we could see. I know that there's a man down there right now, according to the word of God, is begging to let Lazarus come. Take a drop of water and just touch it to his tongue. Amen. He asked him, said, let me go and warn my brothers to at all costs avoid this awful place. Amen. He told them, he said, they've got Moses and the prophets. If they'll not believe them, they'll not believe one, though they come back from the dead. See, we need to get real about this thing and let our loved ones know today it is real. It's real because of the mercies and the love of God today. They can miss this place. We ought to be encouraging folks. And that's what I want to be as an encourager. Today, I don't like to dwell on hell. I don't like to think about it. Wish it wasn't there. But it's a reality. And it is. Amen. There's a preacher that you ought to hear preaching on hell. And I pulled him up on YouTube. And the man just turned loose. And he preached for about 30, 35 minutes on hell as hard as he could preach. And it wasn't a very pleasant message. But I've never heard the truth preach like it was preached. Amen. So I want to encourage you, amen. If you've got a loved one out there who's not bearing any fruit, amen, take the time today. Show them a little love. Ask God to give you a little time with them, amen, to extend a little mercy to them and let you go out there. Show them a little love, dig around and fertilize And then sit back and see what happens today. And don't get discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Not everybody, not everybody is going to hear to that. Jesus had a great following at times. 
There was, he had a great following. But there would be times that he would preach a certain message and it would be very offensive to those around him. And the Bible said that a lot of them would go to follow him no more. Amen. That had to be, that had to be heartbreaking to him. Amen. There was a lot of them that turned to him and there was a lot of them that wouldn't have him and turned away. He looked over there at the Apostle Peter and his 12 disciples. He said, we all go away also. That's the one that had been following him and stayed with him. Y'all gonna go away also. And I imagine the other disciples probably just looked at him and looked back at the ones that had left over there. But Peter said these words that will always stick in my heart and in my mind. He said, to whom shall we go? Amen. Thou hast the words of eternal life. What Peter was saying is, where can I go? You're my only hope. Amen. And whether your word offends me or whether it blesses me, I'm going to believe it today and I'm going to trust it. That's all I've got today. But I hope that this has encouraged you to be an encouragement to others today and to try to lead them to the Lord. But Jesus didn't tell this parable just to be throwing out a parable, but he, he told it in order to teach us, amen, of what we ought to be. And, and, and he's our great intercessor today. He has made atonement for us uh, on the behalf, on our behalf, he's gone to the Father and he's asked for mercy and for grace. And that's love that surpasses all understanding today. I appreciate that. Amen.